Hello, hello, and welcome to Unverified, the podcast redefining success on social media. And I hear you. That's a bold claim. So who the hell am I? My name is Coralie Trigger, and I'm an Emmy-winning digital creator, social media coach, and self-appointed social media mythbuster. Over the last nearly 15 years, I've worked with creatives and creative entrepreneurs all over the map, from zero to billions of followers. And here's what I've learned. Chasing vanity metrics like going viral, amassing huge amounts of followers, and getting verified aren't necessarily the things that bring lasting success. Don't get me wrong, they're super fun, it's a great little dopamine hit, but it's the people who set meaningful goals beyond those numbers who really thrive. This show is for small business owners and creative side hustlers like you who are the face of their own business and learning how to DIY their own social media. I'm interested in building strategies and content plans that suit not only your business, but your life, and even more specifically, this season of your life, because the best plan is the one you're actually going to implement because you feel good doing it, and it brings in real offline results. If you've been burned by hustle culture before, I promise this is the opposite of that. My guest today is Ariel Gonzalez. She's a Latina artist based in Texas who works with sustainably sourced materials and just opened her new online storefront, Thistle and Lore, where she sells cards, notebooks, and stickers. While she loves being creative offline, social media is a new medium, and she's ready to learn all the things so she can better promote her new store and more specifically, her spooky collection featuring sheet ghosts and poisonous plants on handmade paper. Let's get into it. First of all, congratulations about the launch of your store. I'm very excited. (laughs) As a note to anybody listening, Ariel's one of my roommates from college. So I'm like particularly invested (laughs) in this story and I'm just so excited. Okay. So for the people who don't know, tell us about Thistle and Lore and how it came to be. Thistle and Lore is a handmade paper goods company. I'm making cards and notebooks from my handmade paper and stickers all from scratch using eco-friendly materials. I love this. I am obsessed with everything that you do. Your site is live now as of, has it been just like a few weeks ago that you launched? Yeah, around then. <laughs> it's been a couple weeks. Okay. okay. All right. So brand new to the scene. You've been posting on social, which is awesome. How is the marketing side of this going for you? Um, It's a journey. It's a whole new adventure and a whole new world that I'm trying to navigate. I want to talk about your spooky season collection. What all are you selling? I'm an art student at heart and I went to art school. (laughs) So my mind runs in these like these different series. And so that's what I wanted to do with the soul and lore. So each time I release something, it's going to be a series or a collection that ties into itself. So for spooky season, I'm releasing two collections. One will be ghosted, which is going to be my favorite symbol right now, which is a simple sheet ghost. And I'm doing poison plants. They also have their own lore to them as well. And what are the the goods that are attached to prints? So I'm releasing cards and stickers with those images in them. And how are people purchasing from you now? I have all the online stores open. My website, which runs through Shopify, I'm open on TikTok, the TikTok shop and Instagram. So it's all online direct to consumer right now. Are you doing any in-person markets in October? I'm going to start that October 7th. When I think about social and doing strategies, it all starts with what you want to happen offline. So it sounds like we want people to buy from either TikTok shop, the Instagram shop, 
go to your website and buy through Shopify and or show up at one of your in-person markets and then buy from you. Okay. Are there any other, um, do you, are you trying to grow an email list? Is there anything else people can do besides either purchasing or talking about your work on their platforms? I am starting an email list. That feels like a whole other monster to me. Like something I need to plan out okay. a bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I, I know that can help promote growth as well from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. But it's it's something I'm interested in that I'm barely tipping, dipping my toe in. I think that's so great that you're thinking about email so early on. In terms of starting that whole distribution list in your newsletter, then this and that, like, yeah, it is a huge undertaking and people's entire professions are dedicated to doing that in the most efficient ways. And a simple version is just having people write their email down on a piece of paper for you at a market. And that will give you a little place to start so that then later when you're like, oh, okay, I really do have time to to dig into this or I do want to send some stuff out. You have a list of even like a few dozen people or or whatever. And and you could start with a list of people that are already like in your family, in your neighborhood, anybody that's bought from you already. How did you build, is your your site is through Shopify? I think that they have an email capture plugin. They They have to. They have one and they have like different apps that you can do. Cause I know that I did like can automated, like you can build a campaign. So like okay. I have automated ones for like, if you sign up, I have like a welcome and like a discount sort of cool. like initial email. So even a QR code to that, that you just have in person at your booth is a great way to, to get people on. So, okay. We're recording now like mid September. When is your spooky, your spooky collections launching? I want to do the end. So September 21st. Ooh, soon. Okay. Yes. It's now on recording. So now I have to do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So what is the, what is the social media plan? What do you have in mind already for promoting your goods? And then um, I'll see if we can think of any ways to simplify it or to maximize impact. So I'm going to do a countdown to the launch and then I got as far as like doing one about like, do you know, a Halloween baby, like something like that, like here's gifts for them. And that's as far as I got thinking about social okay. media. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great, that's a great start. Okay. So we're talking about people who have birthdays in Halloween during Halloween and we're doing some kind of countdown. Okay. And remind me what platforms you're doing. Is it just Instagram and TikTok Correct. right now? Okay. Thinking about in terms of like product highlights or telling the stories of different products, how many are we looking at? So the Ghosted Collection will have two cards and four stickers that I'm going to do individually or as a pack. And then the Poison Plants will have two cards. I like the countdown idea on Instagram because you have people who already know and love you and follow you there. Also, the majority of the people who are following you on Instagram are already familiar with what you do. On TikTok, and it would be interesting for you to go into your analytics and see exactly what your numbers are, but typically more than 50% of the people who are viewing your TikToks, uh, anybody's TikToks, are new. So you have a really cool opportunity to introduce yourself and your products to them. So our goal is we want people to fall in love with you and your process and your goods 
as fast as possible. <laughs> and we want them to, we want them to buy from you. A few great things that you have on your side. First of all, you have a newer TikTok account. You have a TikTok shop set up and TikTok's all about pushing that out. And you have your business totally set up and you have a really interesting story. So what sounds like a reasonable number of videos for you to create on a like weekly basis? Right now I'm doing, um, I think I'm doing one video a week and like one regular post. So like two posts on Instagram a week, one video a week mm -hmm. on TikTok. So I could probably do two videos a week, I think. Is that okay. too little? If you could manage in this crunch time doing at least a few a week, that would be great. But let's see if that's possible. Really, the most important thing long-term is that you remain consistent. And I'm still like in that stage where I'm just like, okay, like I know the times I want to post, I'm going to do this, and this, this day. And then the next day I'm going to do this. Um, and I've yep. been like that for like the last couple of weeks or so. Um, awesome. The, honestly, that's a great thing to celebrate, especially in the beginning when your returns aren't that great. And it's really just like, all right, we're just like plugging away. Like we're just going to check and stuff yeah. off the list. Um, something you can do is if you wanted to scale up for spooky season, you could go up to a few posts a week and then go back down to one as long as you're like, or the two that you were talking about. I think what could be interesting to consider is instead of having different days where you're creating and posting things, if you do either one day a week that like you create a few things at once that you like roll out throughout the week, or even if you just sat down one day and you're like, all right, let's get this shit done. And you just record everything for October. Because once you start posting more and building a community and doing all the, you know, the unverified um, social media habit tracker where you're like being social every day and talking to people in the DMs and replying to your comments, people are going to ask questions in your comment section and you can reply to those with videos and that creates more right. like topical kind of content. Um, something that, that I like to do and, and a lot of my clients like to do is create the evergreen stuff ahead of time. The, you know, the stuff that, well, the evergreen spooky stuff, I guess for you, the stuff that'll like the ghost card will do just as good this week as it would two weeks from now or three weeks from now kind of thing. And then allow yourself the time. So you would create maybe like eight of those or something this weekend. Uh, and then as you see fun, like Halloween trending sounds pop up on mm -hmm. TikTok uh, and you get inspired or as people start to leave you comments and you want to reply to them with a video, you have energy to, to do those kinds of more topical things throughout the month, knowing that you already have something's prepared. I totally have a photographer's mind where I'm like, it has to be a huge setup. It has to have good lighting. Mm -hmm. I have to do a production and I haven't eased up my mind enough to be like, it can just be like a simple little shot of me talking or yeah. something. So, okay. So let's dig more into that. Is that just photos, still photos, or do you feel that way about video? I feel as well? that way about video. How do we untangle that for you? How do we give you permission to do more simple setups right. uh, besides therapy <laughs> in addition to yeah yeah <laughs> man uh 
I don't know. While you were talking, I was just thinking, okay, well, maybe I need to just shoot everything when I'm doing like photo day, when I'm shooting like photos yeah. for the website and for socials. I usually do all of that at the same time of day anyway, <laughs> which is great. Lining. Okay. I love the golden hour. I probably just have to do all of that, have like a big production evening for everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. It's easy for me to like, once I'm here in the booth recording podcasts, like once I'm done, it's like, great, you're here. Turn some of what you talked about into a TikTok. Yeah. You're already on, you know, stop messing with your hair, like just record it. The other thing that I think will happen organically as you allow yourself to record things in a less perfect environment is you're going to start to see some of your less curated posts pop off and like people are going to be just as excited or more excited about them. And you're going to be like, <laughs> like I spent so much time. <laughs> didn't appreciate my photo yeah. setup, but I do bring it up because it's not an unusual reaction or like gut impulse to try to make everything look good, especially when you have a photographer's background. So if there's a way for you to think about what you're doing as like FaceTiming a friend or something that you would just like send on Snapchat or something that you would send to like a group text. Those are things that I've seen work in the past, but any kind of freedom that you can allow yourself while you're creating this is, I think it's going to feel nice once you get over that hump. The other part of it too is it is a new medium for you, right? If you think about social as like, okay, well, this is not, yeah, I'm taking photos, but it's not like gallery photography. This is internet communication photography where people use used to use like white impact font over like weird pixelated images of cats. Yeah, like, yeah <laughs> up until now, I, my personal Instagram was just my photography and I wouldn't post regularly. Yeah. It's just like, oh, this is like my own mm -hmm. little gallery and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So maybe there's another framework. Maybe this is a little more casual, a little more social, a little more spooky book club vibes of like, hey, let's like talk about poisonous plagues and it's so cool. <laughs> maybe like, I can dress up like you know, a librarian. And <laughs> yeah, girl, whatever you need, whatever you need. Some people do create a character or create a set that they're like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Whatever. Oh, I did have another um, idea for a post-up <laughs> brought that up to mind that I forgot. I probably need to write these down. Yeah. Honestly. Oh yeah. Write them down. Keep a list going on your phone or in one of your journals or something. Yeah. I actually have my notepad out right now. Oh, fantastic. What was your idea? Um, doing, um, like if my products were different Halloween costumes. Cute. So like I just released on the website, my feed me notebook, which is a little, Venus flytrap, a little shop of horrors. So like I'd have like the yeah. Audrey two costume and then I'd show the product like that. Cool. Yeah. Try it. This is a really great time to just try all the things and see what sticks. As long as you're having fun with it, maybe honestly, maybe the analogy here is it's your sketchbook. This is your digital sketchbook. You've got your products and you're like trying different ways to tell the story of the different I love products. the way you put that. That totally makes sense to me. <laughs> awesome. Okay, good. I love that. 
Hey there, quick interruption. If this conversation is your vibe and you're interested in connecting with fellow creative entrepreneurs who are on this wavelength, check out the Unverified Club. It's for people like you who are doing fun and meaningful work in the real world and want to use social media to increase their impact. Can I pick your brain on? I was talking to someone at work and they do TikToks and um, mm-hmm. they said that they don't like seeing the same content on Instagram mm-hmm. on TikTok from the same creator, or the same shop or the same account. And Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing to start off. What are your thoughts on like using the same content or should those platforms be for um, their own things? Because personally, I don't, I don't follow the same accounts on TikTok as I do on Instagram. Like I'm looking for different things. Like we have good photographs. I'm following you on Instagram. Yeah. If you're right. spreading positivity, that's Instagram. For TikTok, it's just funny or spooky things. Yeah. It is a luxury to be able to have the time, energy, and other resources needed to create completely different content for every single social platform. It's not always the most accessible thing, especially right now when you're just getting started. I would say for now, I wouldn't worry about it. Eventually, if you do stuff that's exclusive to each platform, you could. Like, even if you did, I'm thinking even like carousel posts on Instagram are going to look different than they do on TikTok because on TikTok you would put like a like POV shopping for your bestie with the Halloween birthday and it's just like carousel or your thing versus in Instagram you might not put that over the image you would have something probably a little bit different in the caption it would be a little more like magazine kind mm-hmm. of vibes so yeah in an ideal world Uh, you would be doing different things in different places, but there is crossover in terms of formatting. Are you removing the TikTok watermark before you post on Instagram? No, I'm using the, I know for one, it used the watermark, but from then on, I've been using the original video and posting it on Instagram, not posting the TikTok video. Also, I didn't know you could take off the watermark. Yeah, I'll send you. There are a few different plugins. I don't post everything both places. TikTok for me is, I mean, it's not more anonymous at all. Like everything on the internet is public. But there's some things that's like still kind of fun about TikTok that I personally feel like a little more free to do silly shit on TikTok than I do on Instagram. I do too. I think it's like, just the whole for- format is, it's very open to, you open up the app, you're just constantly scrolling. You're not... Well, me personally, I don't know about you. I'm not really clicking on any profiles unless I'm interested in following them, but I'm not really checking the people I follow's profiles and seeing like what they posted, like their profile page. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Instagram, like you're confronted with their profile if you're just slightly interested. Also, we are at an age that like when we started on Instagram, it was like our high school and college friends too. So it was like a different yeah. environment. And a totally different user experience. This is my favorite phrase. I like to call it an old adage, but it's really not. It's <laughs> this idea that like you go to Facebook to hate the people that you know, and you go to TikTok to love the ones that you don't. <laughs> what? No, I get that. Like, I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like TikTok a little bit because it feels like you're kind of lost in the crowd. Like you're not. Except for that annoying little, yeah. you may know them from your contacts. Well, I don't want oh. to. 
No, immediately close. Immediately close. <laughs> Every time. No, 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 no. They don't need to find me. It's fine. <laughs> so maybe even like some of this playful sketchbook energy, maybe that feels better to, to try on TikTok, yeah. you know, and then, um, but, but stuff does, you know, people will post stuff in both places and like every once in a while it pops up, pops off on reels and it doesn't on TikTok or like people on TikTok get it because it's a TikTok trend or audio and people on Instagram, like they get it, but not really get, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> They'll get it in a few months. <laughs> it's really fun the first time you do stuff like this because you get to play and, and the, and the analytics you get to pay attention to at the end are not just what converted, what did other people like, but also the Venn diagram of what did you enjoy producing? What do you feel good about? And, and you can lean into that, um, really right away for, for whatever you do for, are you going to, do, are you doing like a Christmas or new year's or I'll do both. Kind of collection, uh, but they won't be their own collections. I'm going to add on to a previous collection for Christmas. Yeah. So then, whatever you learn from spooky season, you can take those lessons and apply them to your holiday collections and thing else. That's Do you going think on. it's as conceptual as okay? I'm going to look at this data from spooky season and see what works and apply it. Or do you think things come in seasons in mm. social media? Mm. Like it might not work for another season, but that's just because it comes in waves or something. I think it's almost more relevant for this holiday season than it would be for next year's spooky season. Okay. There are going to be lessons from both, but you can definitely look back to last year and be like, oh, like pre-TikTok shop, that looks different, yeah. right? There are going to be so many new features introduced between now and it's next crazy year. crazy to think about. <laughs> It is wild. I mean, TikTok shop totally changed the game, yeah. right? <laughs> there was this one show that I was hired to do uh, to create all the social ahead of time. I was there for pre-production production, stayed on for post to edit show content into social clips. And the show aired about a year after we shot. And in that year, yeah. Instagram introduced both carousel posts <laughs> and stories. Oh, <laughs> it's like, there's nothing... <laughs> There's Those no way. Big <laughs> really big things. And so then the network is asking about all these other things. And it's like, well, you know, we, and we didn't know when the show was going to air. It was like, it was a game show that they were putting it. They call it just like in the can, like it's just like ready to go. Um, it was ready to go in case any of this network's comedies failed during the year that they could pull it and have something to replace yeah. it with. Um, and their comedies did great that year. So it didn't end up airing until the following summer. And I remember people asking, they're like, oh yeah, is that this, you did that social? And I was like, yeah, well, we did it a year ago. <laughs> we didn't have all the information. Yeah. <laughs> so all that, all that to say, I think some of the, you know, you'll have fewer new features in a few months than you will a year from now. And the, the trends of how people tell stories and how people show up will change and how you feel comfortable showing up and telling stories will change. It's worth still taking taking some lessons from, and you don't necessarily need to turn everything upside down, but even if it's as simple as, gosh, it's like really exhausting to do this kind of photo and they never really do super well. Maybe I do less of those or actually it was really easy to do these like POV memes mm -hmm. where it's literally just on top of you, like brewing tea or like opening the journal and like writing something spooky in it or 
What about, let's get back to like the folklore part of it. The stories that go along with these poisonous plants. You could totally just tell the stories of the plants as VO over you making them or straight to camera or. Thinking, um, doing like a makeshift wishbone with Bowie, my dog, <laughs> like retelling the tales. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, that would be so fun. That sounds like a lot of work, potentially. But also, like, maybe worth it. Like, could be fun to try. Today's episode is brought to you from The Russell, a historic East Nashville church transformed into a -a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program by donating a portion of each stay to local nonprofits who are helping those experiencing homelessness. Visit WrestleNashville.com to book your experience today. So we're really talking about four weeks to Mm -hmm. really promote this stuff. So if we do three videos a week, we're really talking about 12 videos. That sounds doable. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Does that sound doable? Does eight sound more doable? No, I think it's doable. That's really going to force me to be like... Oh, this is just a simple, silly experiment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, great. So we have our framework. However much time you have, divide it in half. Half of it's for the media part, which is creating your content. The other half is for social, which is replying to comments, replying to your DMs, reaching out to people, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And the 12 videos, our goal is to tell your story in a bunch of different ways as this kind of sketchbook experiment to get you used to posting, to get you comfortable with this new medium and to see what works for you and the the people who are following you. So well, let's pick three different types of videos. Maybe every week we're telling part of your story, either why you started, who you are as an artist, some part of your story so you can show up and connect with people. One of them is your ghost collection, and one of them is the the poisonous plants collection. And then that way, every week, especially on TikTok, where new people are going to be seeing you all the time, that people get a chance to get to know you and who you are and why you do what you do. And they can also like see your products and it's obvious what you sell. I think there's a there's a balance there between being an infomercial salesperson, Mm -hmm. right, and also being so much of an artist that people don't even know what you sell (laughs) or who you are or how to support you. So that, that balance in between is letting people into your process, doing the time-lapse videos, doing the voiceovers, even talking about the different Mm -hmm. stories about these like poisonous plants or like, Hey, while I was doing research, making this, this is what I learned. And just like story timing it. How does that feel? It feels good. Okay. Are you um, thinking like these are these are just videos, right? Yeah. And then I think on Instagram, you're posting your actual nice like product shots and you're also adding those to your story. Okay. Yeah. It feels like a big taking on. Um, okay. Okay. How thought. do we... I feel how, like if I planned it a little bit more specific, I'd feel okay. i feel better. So let's plan a little more specifically. So we've got, um, if we're looking at 12 videos and we've got our three pillars, we're coming up with four kinds of videos for each thing. So let's start with the ghost one. Tell me 
Tell me the story about the ghost collection. Why did you want to do that? Um, that's honestly just like a like a cute little symbol that I have carried with me for the past few years. I guess like that tattoo of the sheet ghost. Like it's just like one of my mm-hmm. like symbols um, that I like. But they're all doing so. The ghosts they're all doing like cute little things. So like one has like a bouquet of flowers. One's like drinking tea. One has like their little trick or treating uh, bucket with them. So it's like it's like a cute little ghost. So maybe one is you telling that story that you say like you know that a lot of artists have like really deep meanings for doing all of their work, and sometimes I do too. But honestly, you guys, I just this is not this is not the cutest thing I've ever seen in your entire life. Like I love these little ghosts, <laughs> and then you you yeah. know what I mean and. And that's your story. That's why you made them because you yeah. like them. Another way to tell the ghost story is like they're different. They're different like activities. You could do like a carousel kind of thing of like which ghost you identify with the most. For a third one, could be do you have a sheet like with like could you do like a turn yourself into a sheet ghost like in real life? I thought about like release having a video of releasing it with me. <laughs> Yeah. 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 No, but like for real. Yeah. Okay. So thrift store with the thing. And then it's some kind of like POV life imitates art. And it's just like you sitting with a teacup in your ghost costume. (laughs) We'll have to find like an audio that works with it. But even if it's like you you have it framed on your wall. Mm hmm. And you like have like a little video, like the camera's moving like a little bit and it's just like POV life imitates art and then people see the thing and then it just cuts to you sitting next to it, sitting next to like the frame on the wall, but it's you as a ghost holding the teacup also. I'm also I'm, okay. So I went to like, um, we've been binge watching the office here at my house, <laughs> like, like just like uh-huh. an office shot, like just like a slow pan to like the thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you can try it a bunch yeah. of different ways. I think there is something kind of silly, like fun. No, I'm about all that. about being silly um, and not, not taking stuff seriously on social media. It's a great place <laughs> to be, especially right now when it's like, oh, we'll just like yeah. see what works. Something that's that's really cool about your cards is that they're all unique and all handmade. And there's such a process mm-hmm. there. I think a, a a process video or a time lapse of you actually making these things and drawing the ghosts or, or stamping or whatever, however you make them, like just like actually making them. And then you have a voiceover of something about you loving Halloween or you loving, you know, how special it is to have a one of a kind card. You could do a couple different ones of those, or you could do those. I would do those for every process. Even if it starts with like, Hey, I know you can order your stickers online for 30 cents or whatever, whatever it is. But me, I like to make stuff complicated (laughs) or like, but me, I actually, it's actually like a fun process or but why do that when you can make them yourself for $35 or I don't know, you know, like some kind of funny little hook acknowledging that, yeah, obviously there are easier ways, easier ways to do this, but like, this is the actual craft and like sit with me while I make a sticker kind of thing and let, let people in. Because I think that's, that's something really, really cool that not everybody does. And that's just so special. Um, um and that should be something you're, you know, that's a story that you should tell for sure on a regular Which basis. Which I did. I did uh, 
do a time lapse of both of those collections when I was carving out the the linoleum. Lino- <laughs> the lino cap. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, awesome. How did they do? They they went well. I did it at night. So I'm all about lighting and I wanted okay. it like kind of like a candle lit, like dark because it's spooky. Cute. But something that could come out of it is my first ghost one did not turn out how I wanted. Um, so I want to make some content about embracing those mistakes because that's just part of the process. Yeah. yeah. And like I was able to change it to something that was that made it easier for me. But like at first, like it was a mistake. It was something that I didn't want. Yeah. Yeah. That could totally go. That could go in your ghost category. That could also go under your like personal storytelling category as well. Okay. Do you feel like you have enough content for content ideas to do your four ghost I videos? I think so. Okay. So in terms of the, the poisonous plants, it's kind of the same thing, right? You do process videos, but instead of not having like a deep meaning, it, this is like actually really cool. Like, Hey, this is like subtly spooky, but it's poisonous plants and people don't necessarily know. And you can tell the story of what you've learned in your research and also how you relate to them. Is there anything there about how you picked the plants or like if someone's like, Oh, what is this about? They come up to your booth, they see the the thing, they don't recognize it. And they ask you, Oh, this is cool. What is this? What would you say? It's deadly nightshade and monk's hood. They're poisonous plants. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of them, I forgot which, which is which Uh, one of them is known as the King's killer because it's killed a few Kings. One of them is named after a fate that their job was to cut the thread of life. So that like falls into like how it can kill you if you eat it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I wrote down the line somewhere that uh, like warning, this is not a guide how to, how to hurt your enemies, talk out your problems like an adult. (laughs) Amazing. That's actually, that's a fun, there's a fun prompt there. There are fun like TikTok video hook that you start talking and it's like so I don't teach you how to kill your enemies but yeah <laughs> you tell the stories I bet there are a bunch of fun lines like yeah. that that you could start your videos with and then you talk about the poisonous plants okay all right do you feel like you have enough content to enough ideas to make four videos about the poisonous so. plants and flowers okay all right so you as an artist in your process I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but tell me about thistle and lore and how the shop came to be. So crafting is like a love language in my family. Um, between, well, it was between me and my mom, really. She taught me how to craft. Uh, and for those listening, uh, my mom passed away almost exactly a year ago. Um, and so one thing that she always asked of us for Mother's Day was to make her a handmade card. And my brothers, that that wasn't really their thing, (laughs) but like, that's something I would do every year. So it's something I have a lot of practice in and something I put a lot of care into and that carried on to, um, I make them for my boyfriend every anniversary. I make them for his birthday, for my brother and everyone that I I love has received something handmade for me. I've sent you handmade cards. (laughs) Yeah, I love them. They're treasured, or, uh, yeah. Or like a knit scarf or something. So it's really like a, a love language of giving these handmade little treasures. I think passing that on and an idea, <clears throat> sorry, 
the first concept I had when I was coming up with this business was having those as a keepsake. I look back, I took out my box of cards not that long ago. I, I keep every single card and ticket stub uh, from every event, every holiday, every birthday. And uh, I was just looking at all the messages. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I started this because that box is just whole, of like burning a hole in my closet. I can't really do anything with those cards. They're kind of just like the generic like little flower painting with like a happy birthday, which you can't really do anything with. And I wanted to make something that was art that you could keep and frame and like, remember your loved ones that gave that to you. Remember how much you're loved and that, you know, you have people that are there for you um, every time you pass it. That's a lot. Sorry. (laughs) No, I think it's fantastic. It's just so beautiful. You know, your mom was amazing. And I love that you have all the cards and, I think there are two, when you're talking about breaking it up to tell that story on TikTok, you can go up to 10 minutes now. If you wanted to do a long video, you could. (laughs) But I think the origin story of cards being a love language and that being something that you wanted to share, that can be one story. I think the other part about the cards that, you you know, confessions of a card hoarder (laughs) that you keep everything, but you wanted to display them. So this is why you wanted to make them handmade and that you can trim them and put them up, that kind of thing. When you're on a platform like TikTok and new people are seeing you all the time, it's important to continue to reintroduce yourself. So Mm -hmm. even though you tell these stories now about your mom and about this love language and about you as a creative person, you're going to retell these regularly, like minimum once a month, probably twice a month would be better, or at least like every few weeks because new people are going to be continually finding you. So you're going to, it might sound like you're repeating Mm -hmm. yourself, but you're just going to want to frame it in a different way. Um, chat GPT, I'm sure it could help you come up with some prompts. I've got a bunch in the, uh, unverified club in the resources. I have a 250 idea generator workbook that you can look through. Even if you want to repost something like in a few months, it's like, Oh, this is like a good story. I'll just literally just post the same thing again. I don't recommend doing that all the time, but not everybody who follows you sees Mm -hmm. everything. Not everybody who follows you and sees your stuff is going to remember it. (laughs) And, uh, and even if they did, they're still going to be happy for you. Right. So I think it's fine to do that sometimes too, I guess is my point. Um, but for this exercise, for this little like 12 video sprint, spooky season sprint, I would just try, try one of each and see what feels right. Does that sound yeah. doable? I think so. Yes. Stop telling me things to do. I'm done. You're <laughs> watching my plate. <laughs> well, and the reason why I push video so hard now is because that's what the platforms are pushing. So you're naturally going to get a lot more reach when you do videos. Are photos still important? Yeah. You have products and it's nice, you know, especially people are going to your profile for the first time on Instagram, looking through stuff. It's nice to kind of have it feel a little bit like website, like they're, it's obvious what the products are, but videos where you're going to find your new people. Photos tend to be more for your existing audience. I get that. Okay, cool. So what are your next steps? Uh, to put these ideas on a calendar and (laughs) 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 I guess start filming up <laughs> tomorrow afternoon. 
Yeah. Yeah. You totally got this. Okay. So tell the people where they can find you and where they can shop from you. Um, so the website is thistleandlore.com. And then my handles on everything are thistle and lore. So simple. Thanks. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you. Ariel. If you'd like to learn more about Ariel, her work at Thistle and Lore and shop her spooky collection, check out the links in this episode description. And if this whole unverified thing feels like your vibe, I encourage you to subscribe, leave that five-star review and share it with your friends. If you're a creative entrepreneur interested in stepping up your social media game to increase your impact and not your stress, head on over to unverifiedpod.com to book a call. Unverified is produced by Trigger Creative and edited by Matt Fields with special thanks to Shannon Marie. Thanks for listening.